Colin guys. I work for the TV show Friends and so many others. We would do like a cheesy clip show. Talk about Adam's trip to Canada and shitting himself. When you're pissing in the jungle, obviously there's no toilets. You're not allowed to do a solid stream of piss. You've got to break it because there's there's the I can't think what they're called, but they swim up your piss and they'll they have like barbs and they'll fucking bury themselves in you, like in your dick. I took his back, but instead of stinking it under his neck and actually choking him clean, I just put it across his face and I just tried to snap his neck. And there were a few pops. He tapped, you know, quite a lot on the mat, and then I let it go. Can you tell us? About the time that your dick stopped working. Oh my god. <laughs> Are we doing that one? Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And uh, this week on the Breaking Bread podcast, Josh, the gaff over here, he told me to come up with a, an idea for a show and I completely forgot. So we thought in time honored tradition, it worked for the TV show Friends and so many others, we would do like a cheesy clip show. Um, Mate, what are you doing? You're breaking... So you had one job and you fucked that up. Then you come on and you're sucking on a fucking <laughs> mint. <laughs> Not a mint. So you're just offending people's ears. I su- I'm sucking on a mint because <laughs> I, I thought I got... I got I, my breath felt... It, it, you know when you sometimes smell your own breath? Yeah. It's either my breath or my beard. Could be the latter. I thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be talking to Josh. I better suck on a mint. To, therefore, when, when so I speak, cla- he gets a, a fresh Arctic breast. I don't breast? know. <laughs> 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 that was Arctic breath or blast. I was kind of halfway between two. I don't know if it's if it's going to be as offensive to those that are listening, but in these headphones, that sounds so bad. It's like proper like clangy. Do you want me to swallow it and do it again? <laughs> no, you can keep it. We'll carry on. We'll roll with it. But yeah, we've, this, we've put together a little compilation of uh, of clips for those that have, well, there's a lot of new listeners, surprisingly. Mm. The audience has grown. Uh, so those that may have come late to the pie, you've missed some funny funny tales. Is um, it like a, is it a best bits or worst bits or a bit of a combination of both? <laughs> we'll let the people in the uh, comments decide. <laughs> All right, so apparently clip number one, George tells me is, um, it was the first uh, upload on the Clips channel. Yeah? Yep. Which apparently we have. I'm not even subscribed to it, do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling a story apparently about when I was on the, Jackmates Happy Hour podcast in that fucking sweat box. We could relive it again. Yeah, relive it a second time. Roll VT. I've been down to the Jackmates studio twice now because we manage a channel for Ben Pearson, ex-police interceptor. Um, he got invited down first and then because I'd been down with him, met Jack, Jack then said, oh, you know, beard. I'm like, that I do. He's like, do you reckon he'll come on the podcast? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the sort of guy to go do a podcast. He's like, oh, Drake, you could ask him. And I'm like, I can ask. Usually no. I, I only said, yeah, actually, because um, yeah, because everyone, like every time he puts, you know, they put, I, yeah. I don't have anything against like, Jack Mitt or whatever. No, no, I, just, no. I just don't like doing podcasts. I don't find, I don't think I'm that interesting a person to do them. Um, so he starts his own podcast. But yeah, <laughs> my own's a different man. But um, yeah, he's, he, um, every time he tweets something saying, who should we get on as a guest? Lots of people tag me, right? So because people, I know people want me to be on it. Yeah. I thought I kind of had a responsibility to go on. And uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a laugh. I didn't realise it was going to be in a sauna. Yeah, I mean, their studio is ridiculous. Like it's in a little serviced office building in some area of London. Yeah. And um, they've sort of built like a self-contained studio box within this tiny little office. And because of obviously the nature of recording audio, you can't have an air conditioning unit running. A bunch of lights, a bunch of electricity it is a sweat box and it was middle of, it was basically middle of summer as well wasn't it it was yeah and I you know I very rarely ever sweat I'm always cold usually yeah. generally because I under eat most of the week but um yeah I mean I, it was hard for me to tolerate that 
Um, I came out, came out like I was, I like John Travolta, you know, from Pulp Fiction when he's got his slick back, greasy hair and yep. stuff. You yeah. came out screaming, I never sweat. <laughs> I ne- Why don't, man? I was, but it was so hot and I don't know how they tolerate it. I, I mean, they wrap mine up pretty quickly. Normally they go, if they get an actual, you know, interesting guest on there, somebody who's, you know, it, it's good to listen to, um, then they go for like 90 minutes, but I was only in there like 50. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how they tolerate longer than that. Yeah, because they do like, they do back-to-back podcasts. I think they do like three a time because they only go down once a week, every Thursday, I think it is. So they do like a podcast with a guest, a podcast by themselves, and then like another one as well. Um, fair play to them, man. They're chiming them out. I wonder what, I wonder what their Spotify, Spotify deal looks like. I don't know. I mean, with this setup though, only a matter of time, only a matter of time, surely, before we get our own Spotify exclusive. Got to be weeks on it. Yeah, surely. Now then, guys, welcome back to the... Uh, Rate my takeaway studio. <laughs> this was our first guest, actively chosen as well. Like we we select, we selected him like it's an honor. It's not an honor. We just said, what, wouldn't that be a great guest seeing as he lives across the road? <laughs> we select him because I, I, I said we should build some kind of wire and just like winch him over, you know what I mean? <laughs> Through the window. <laughs> but yeah, first clip, uh, uh, f- sorry, first guest on the show was uh, Mr. Danny from Rate My Takeaway, a lovely guy. And we put, him, we put his palate to the test and ordered some breakfast sandwiches. Roll VT. Right, so we have here one item from the worst reviewed takeaway place in the local area and one item from the best. Um, now, they're both breakfast items, so they might be, you know, better or worse places out there depending on the time of day. But for breakfast, we got the best and the worst. Danny here, king of takeaways, is going to try each one of them and, and tell us if he knows which is the best and which is the, the worst. Right. Well, let's get in so with it then. in there. Who's going to you? Let's have a look at this one first. It's a funny shaped bun. It looks like a it tortoise. I, I was thinking that myself. <laughs> Baker's going a bit weird there, isn't he? Yeah. So let's have a... it's, like, it's like those, what do they have? Those, uh, you know, when you buy um, chocolates in the right shape, Misfits. Ah, yeah. It's a Misfit sandwich. Cutting into what, what have we got thing. inside us? So I'm going to have a look now. Let's have a look. So we've got a bit of an egg. <laughs> bit of an egg. Black pudding. Oh, I love black Ooh, pudding. Nice. Who doesn't? Bacon, yeah. sausage, tomatoes. Some beans knocking about, bit of mushroom. There's, there's one bean on there. Yeah. <laughs> I think one side's tomato. Oh no, yep, yeah, one side's got tomatoes on, one side's got beans on. Oh, nice. I like the construction of that. So, like, you got if you don't like tomatoes, you don't get it, you know, yeah. all over the. Uh, yeah. I can't stand beans in a pot. Yeah, stand, in a pot. When you have a breakfast, yeah, beans in a pot. It drives me nuts. <laughs> Why put beans in a pot? Just yeah, be easy, Danny. Don't flip the table. I'm telling you. So, yeah, it's <laughs> angry now. You know what I don't like, though? Like, we went on a shoot, actually. We Mike were talking about it. This must be like a Yorkshire thing. Why is the tin tomatoes in a sandwich? Because, like, that's going to destroy the yeah, integrity of this. It's soggy on bottom. Is it? Yeah. It's soggy bottom, oh. just tin tomatoes. All right, let's have a soggy go. bottom. I had a soggy let's bottom on the episode <laughs> one. Oh, look at that. That was a powerful bite. I think there's a career, a competitive career in here. A competitive <laughs> eating career in you. I'm going to have to a bit of black pudding. Look at that, man. That's a that's that's a proper bite. You're saying, what's it, what's it taste like? It's all right. It's not bad. Painting a, paint a real picture for me there. Soggy, I, feel like I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I'm eating it. Soggy, <laughs> soggy bottom. All right. The sausage just tastes like a, a, a basic standard cafe sausage. So yeah. a cheap sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the nice Richmond. What is it? Richmond ones where they're just like. Oh, don't say that. Mrs. Beard loves Richmond sausages. You'll you'll, you'll be fucking up a sponsorship Stop. deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The bread cake. It's not bad. It's nice and soft. But it, you know, it's it's not a wow factor sandwich. Right. For me, it's just a basic breakfast 
breakfast sandwich. Well, we're going to call that out of 10 then. And you can feel free to be a little bit more uh, discerning on, on the podcast. You don't have to give it like a 10 or a 9 or whatever. <laughs> no, no, I mean, to be honest, how much was it? Do you know how much it was? Uh, we don't. We, we can get. We can maybe we'll put that on screen afterwards. But yeah, um, because when I'm, when I'm doing the review, I'm taking all this into account oh, as well. Yeah. I want to see. It, w- it wasn't too. It wasn't too expensive. I know because I paid for it. So uh, yeah. you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, for, for a basic sandwich on that one, I'd go in at an eight on that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, bad, yeah. It looks like a, 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 a like a solid workies buddy. Do you know, like yeah. Yeah. ten o'clock on a Friday. You know, apprentice comes around. What, what are you having? Oh, I'll have a, a sausage and tomato sandwich. That's that. That's what I'd expect to see. I think. It, yeah. it looks to me what like it. I bet it tastes good, but the, like it doesn't look that great on the outside, which is not always a bad yeah. thing. The sausage, look, you know, it looks a bit overcooked. Mm. A, a touch, yeah, yeah. But it's it's all right. But again, it's it's your, your basic standard. It's better than the one that you had in Scotland, definitely. Right. right. Do you want to do you want to try the second item? The second one. So we've got some little sides here. Look at these bad boys. Yeah, it's posh. That. I think they're like tater tots, which is weird. Oh, little Ash Browns. Little Ash Browns? Oh, well, yeah, tater tots, yeah. But <laughs> Is that American? Yeah, that good one. That normally, if they come like, if they're tiny, right, and they're in like a cylinder shape, they call them tater tots, don't they? They are basically Ash Browns. What, in America? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm a Barnsley lad, so for me, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like an Ash Brown. It's not yeah, it is. It is Ash Brown. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's another time. <laughs> another one of them. Right. Right, you, you don't, don't factor in the, the Ash Browns to it. because no, that's got to be part of it. He's, <laughs> well, the, he's the reviewer. Surely that's got to be part of the, the gig. Yeah, that's right. one, it. That's Here, we, to 10. here we go. This is a bit of a more... It's the, the bread looks more substantial to yeah. me. So the bread, it's... Uh, it, well, you can tell straight away it's a better quality of bread, can't you? Looking at it. Looks good, does that? Yeah, like? Well, wait until you, you bite into it. Yeah. <laughs> Ciabatta. Look at that. So it looks a decent sandwich. We've got the... The cross-section on that is impressive. Look at that. Well, so we've got some... Oh, nice grilled bacon as well. Look at that bit of grilled line on there. in the sandwich? Brown's in sandwich. Oh, what? Bit of cheese, Hash sausage and egg. So again, you've got no tomatoes there softening it up, have you? These right, guys know. Oh, yeah. Sound like the Churchill dog, you know, from the <laughs> carrier. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's the one. Is that all right, that? Yeah. Oh, it's so, so if this is the worst one, I need to go to this place. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's amazing. So the, the bread itself... Absolutely gorgeous. The sausages, they've got a really, really nice flavor. Like, so the, the, what I call the standard cafe sausage, I don't really think there's a, a flavor to them. Yeah. These ones, you can taste the herbs, you can taste what they've put in. Absolutely gorgeous. The bacon's grilled off nice. That bit of cheese in there, that does it well. So I'm cracking on with this. You can't beat a bit of cheese. Look at that, eh? That does, it does smell good. It does look good. Mm. It, it, it looks more impressive. Um, I, I, th- I reckon that. I think that looks like it tastes better. Though. It don't. No? No. Well, I, I trust you. You're the, you're the takeaway boss. That one, it's just like a a quick, easy breakfast in a bread cake. That one's got a bit more thing. That's like sort of like what I got from that nibble. That's like that's a bit more premium. Them yeah. browns are bang on, you know. They, well, they look nice, actually. But so that, that, we're saying no, that was 8 out of 10. Tater tots or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to add a little bit of colour there. I mean, they're technically uh. tater tots if they're in that shape. Anyway, that's, that's an 8 out of 10. What are we saying for this one? I, I give this a ten. A ten. Ten out of ten. That's Should a have got some like, ten from ding, 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 Danny. Mm. Right. So uh, we're gonna throw it over to Mike over there in the corner. He's gonna tell us which one is the bad one, which one's the good one. Right. So just for the camera there. So which one do you think definitively is the bad one, and which one is the good one? That's the bad one. And that's the good one. I, th- I think. Um, be mistaken. 
Oh, Amma. Oh. Well, <laughs> it's uh, the one on the on your left, camera right, is uh, the worst reviewed. Is it? Is that the worst? Yeah, yeah. And the one on the right, from camera left, is uh, yeah. That actually, that that got the place that sells that got five stars on just the. This place had uh, three, just I think it's slightly less than three stars. Never. But so. you, have, you have to think, that could, they could be factoring into that. That did take a little bit longer to arrive. Ooh, yeah, because it's a, you, you're, you're, you go to the takeaway, so you get it straight away, don't yeah, you? Yes, so that's, that's a, that's a that, that factor. That tastes fresher than what that does. In the fact of like the ingredients in there taste good. They've got a good flavour. It goes together well. I have it to tastes- say, look, looking at it, that, that does look better. I would have, I would have gone with that one as the premium. One. I think what we've established, and this is probably, this is to your favour. You can't believe what it said on the what, what, what takeaway app, just eat or whatever. Yeah, You've got it. to only listen to what Danny's got to say. Like, <laughs> that's surely that's the answer to all of this. But like I say every time, it is my opinion. So in my opinion, out of the two, that's the better one. Crystal clear, man. So the next clip I, I'm told is the uh, is the now infamous uh, clip. Which is, what has been watched twenty thousand times? Twenty two thousand times. So twenty two thousand people heard or watched at least the uh, the story of me. One of the many stories about me shitting my pants while doing a food challenge. So that's that's the next clip you're going to see. Talk about Adam's trip to Canada and shitting himself. Oh, we going there this early? <laughs> oh. <laughs> This is, when you get, this is what you're going to get with this podcast, a little bit of uh, the stuff that doesn't necessarily make it into some of my videos that we can chat about. Yeah, the trip to Canada was good. And um, I mean, accidents happen, you know. Luckily, Mrs. Beard does tend to, well, she packs my case because I'm, you know, these, I think. A man child. Yeah, I, I'm, you need to have like some kind of, you should be working for NASA if you're packing suitcases like that because I don't know how she fits it all in. But um, yeah, she luckily Packs like if I if I'm going somewhere for you know twenty days she'll pack twenty six pairs of underwear <laughs> just in case the worst happens. You want me to tell you the full story? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, oh, like yeah. a, a backstory. I mean, you you obviously you're not bothered. You don't you don't ever get embarrassed from when I've ever known you. But there has been times where I've been literally stood at home with my missus Sunday lunchtime, and I'll get a, a WhatsApp and it's from Adam. <laughs> And I, 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 you not, you would, you would especially be on a Sunday and I'm stood, stood there with Mrs. And you'd put something on the lines of, I, I've just shit my pants. So I've had to throw my undies out of the window of the toilet and I've then, and I've then had to go collect them on my way out. That was, that was a different time. So it, yeah, it, hap- it happens. It's, it's not like I, I'm doing it every week, but like in, in my line of work, in case you don't know what I do. Yeah. I, I eat lots of food. And sometimes if you if you push past the envelope, you know, sometimes the worst does happen. But um that that was a different time. But yeah, I, I got um I got caught short in a in a, a toilet in a in a in, I forget the name of the, the restaurant now. Um and I thought well either I'm walking back out into this restaurant because it was like a little crowd had amassed, right? Which sometimes happens. Uh, I thought I can't walk out with underwear in my hands, right? I'm not putting shitty underwear in my pockets. So what do I do? I thought I can't flush them because that's going to wreck their plumbing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking for options, try to problem solve on the fly. And there's a window right above the toilet, like there often is. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I pop the window and I look out and I'm thinking, right, there aren't many people around. There's kind of a, a van blocking the like the view of this part. So I thought I'll hoy them out the window, <laughs> and then we, it'll be like two minutes before we leave. Hopefully, nobody will come across these shitty pants. It worked out in the end. We we left. Said see you later picked up the pants on the way out, threw them in a, a nearby skip. 
nobody was the wiser. I've got this vision of, of Mrs. Speard at home, you know, like when you were at primary school and you'd have like an iron in sort of sticker at the back and it says like Adam Moran, age 36. <laughs> and they're just these shitty knickers. I don't want to make out like I'm in my pants, you know, 24 7. It's just, it, it happens occasionally and I'm happy to confess to it. So what happened in Canada then? How Can- did you shit yourself oh, in Canada? Man. C- Canada was like, I was so I was so close. I almost did, you know I almost got away with it. But like I I I did this uh, food challenge right, which was a, a big Canadian breakfast, and it's supposed to be about I don't know maybe five six pounds, and I had done one the day before, which I normally don't do. But if I'm you know on 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 a shoot in a location, for example Canada, where I've specifically travelled there to yeah. shoot lots of content, uh, I might do two in a day if I have to. Right. So anyway, I, I looked at this picture. I'm thinking that, that's easy enough. I get to the restaurant and uh, I whip the cameras out, which naturally alarms the chef. They'd be thinking, what's going on here, right? And uh, so he starts making it and he puts some uh, hash browns on the on the grill, right on the griddle. Um, but not what I think of as hash browns, not individ- not like the ones you get the, from McDonald's. Like them scattered out like that. Yeah, kind of like, like, like they, I guess they were kind of called like home fries. So it's kind of onions, potatoes, yeah. just mashed up into a, you know, a loose mix. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's actually quite a lot of um, of hash browns there, right? But it should be all right because there's some big pancakes on it as well, bacon, sausage. I'm like, that should be all right. So he plates it up and then I'm taking some shots of something else, getting some B-roll, some nice fancy B-roll. And um, I come back and there's two more equal sized portions of hash browns on the grill. And I'm thinking, well, that must be somebody else's order. And maybe yeah. they've just ordered a large portion of hash browns or whatever. Nah, he, he puts those on as well. So there must be about five pounds of hash browns on this plate alone. Right, without all the other stuff on top, it lands on my plate on on my table, and I'm thinking, oh god, this is going to be a hard one, right? Sometimes you just want to. It's not always about me, you know, trying to eat till I pop. It's, it's just entertainment. It's as supposed well, to be entertainment, yeah. right? So I, a lot of the time, I'm thinking, right, I'm if I'm if there's if I'm going to do a, a really big one that's going to be hard, I'll do a bit of prep, you know, in the morning. I'll do so, a few little stretches and stuff. This I've not prepared for, and I've done something pretty heavy the day before. Anyway, long story short, I I, I just about finish it. But it took me, it was hard work, right? At the end, I'm like, oh, I need, I need to stand up here. Which you normally do, you know, loosen things things up a little. So I stand up and I just kind of felt this sensation of something dropping in my stomach. <laughs> and I kind of a gurgling sound and I'm like, oh, wow, I instantly, I need to to poop, you know? Yep. But in, uh, in, in Canada, North America, it's not uncommon for them to lock the bathrooms, right? And restaurants are supposed to stop like smackheads using them or, or whatever. Um, but um, I, I, I didn't know that at first. I knew where the toilet was. So yep. I went to go use the toilet leaving all my camera gear behind, which is kind of risky in itself. Um, I'm trying to door, the door doesn't open. <laughs> so I come back and I'm like, oh, it must require a key. Chef, the chef's gone, the, the waitress is gone, nobody's around. So I'm, the, if you look at the CCTV footage from that restaurant, it must be hilarious. Cause I'm just like kind of dan- dancing on the spot. Like this like Finch from American Pie. <laughs> and um, yeah, eventually she comes back, I'm like, I need to get in the toilet. And she's like, oh yeah, just take the key, honey. And I'm like, okay. So I take the key. Then I couldn't get the, the, the key to work right in the door. My like uh, my dexterity wasn't what it should be, and I'm, so I'm like brushing right every, with every second that goes by. I'm getting closer and closer to it, right. So in the end, I get in, I finally get in. I'm I'm, I'm almost there, right. I, that, the holy grail is there in front of me. So I run in and I turn and I actually took my bag. But in the in the time it took for me to get the key, I'd put my two most expensive cameras in in my camera bag. Yeah. I thought if the other one gets nicked, fine, all right. But I'm taking these two with me. So I, I throw my bag into the, the the corner of the cubicle and I turn to lock the door. And as I turned, I don't know what I did, but <laughs> intra-abdominal pressure increased and I just went. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm so close, man. I'm almost there. <laughs> the toilet's right there. And then, yeah, sure. I don't want, I won't get into too much detail. I don't want to gross people out, but um, it wasn't the, the worst, um, 
you know, yeah. colonic debacle of my life. But um, yeah, certainly the pants. Luckily, they had a bin next to the toilet, though, so I didn't need to throw it anywhere. Pants went in the bin. So we've heard about you uh, shitting your pants. I think many people actually listen to you shit your pants. The amount of times you've shit your pants in the studio <laughs> is unforgivable, to be honest. And which leads nicely onto the next clip about how you and Mrs. Beard met, which again is surprising that somebody can put up with you shitting your pants and shitting in the house all the time. I thought you were suggesting that we had met while I, because I had shit my pants and she was sent to clean it up or something. Uh, yeah, a story about how Mrs. Beard and I met. Let's take it back then. So we've, we've got Mrs. Beard in the studio. Like, I want to know, where did it all start for you two then? Because he had a legitimate job at one point, right? Yeah, yeah, we worked together. So is this where it started? What, what's, the, what's the deal? Yeah. Am I, am I telling the story? Do you want to tell it? Shall I tell him? Do you want to tell the no, printer you, story? I'll, I'll, okay, I'll tell you, the printer you story. You tell the printer story, you right, better so at that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to admit, right? I was, I, I was sat there, at, well, we used to work for the set, we won't say what bank because Linda gets sacked, but uh, <laughs> we used to both work at the same for, for a stockbroker, right? And... Um, I wish she, she was a little bit higher up the, uh, what's the, the pecking order. Yeah. Peck, only, only mildly. Right. So I'm thinking, but I thought I, I like that this, this girl is a, she's, she's really pretty. I, that's what I thought right at the time. Um, I, I, I should caveat it by saying I, I, I like odd looking people. That's kind of, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I, I would sit there bored all day, like doing this terrible work. And I thought, oh, you know, you, you shouldn't really date people at work. Right. And, and, and whatnot. And uh, I, but I was, she would always be really, help. a lot of people in, in that line of work are all like constantly depressed when you work for a, a bank, right? Because it's just like grim work. So nobody's really that, that polite and, and happy at work. But I was like, oh, lose if I ever needed anything done, right? Like in terms of admin or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in this particular area, I'd go that see Linz. There's a bit of an excuse to, to perv on her a bit, you know, but like also to, <laughs> to just, because she was nice, right? And um, so, yeah, I thought like, I need, I need to figure out a way here to work my way in, right? And uh, and, and talk to her. And the one, I went, one day I thought, I, I was printing something out and uh, she was a printer. I thought, oh, maybe this is my chance. I'll come up with some kind of quick, a quip or a one-liner or whatever. And um, it, it was printing off my document and she she was holding it. I, I, I can't remember what it said, but I said something like, oh, I think you've... Uh, got my document in your hand there, which is a bit creepy, actually, now I think about it. But then she, I thought I should go turn around and say something really nice, but she must have been having a bad day because she went, mm. I, I, I don't know if she said, like, here you go. I just kind of went, like, mm. and, like threw it in my face, and I, I kind of grabbed it. I was like, oh, thanks, and, like, walked off. I thought, that's me uh, that's me done, right? But um, over over time, I, it was like attrition, you know, I just kind of wore it down. That was the, the first point at which I think she became aware of me. I had Hello. just split up with my ex-boyfriend like two days before with that printer incident. So I wasn't just being a moody ass. That was the reason behind it. All right. Well, I mean, see, and then I, we moved offices, didn't we? And a woman, we used to have a coffee machine at the top of the office and a coffee machine at the bottom of the office. <laughs> I sat at the bottom next to the coffee machine. And Adam worked up at the top near his coffee machine. And this woman who used to work with was like, why does that guy with the beard keep coming down to our coffee machine? Why? He's got one right near his desk. Why does he need to be here? And I was like, I don't know. It was an idiot. Those, like, I'd walk up to the coffee machine and be like, Ooh, I'll, get, I'll get my decaf black coffee. And be like, oh yeah, that, that tidy girl from the this X department is in today. And we'd oh. all be like, what a weirdo. Why is he coming down to this coffee machine? Why is that little fellow with hairy face? Every day? <laughs> you didn't see his outfits back then. If you think he's got a bad, like, fashion <laughs> oh, thing on. then. What was it like? So we used to wear, but I remember <laughs> seeing him <laughs> once. He, the first time I ever properly clocked him um, was... <laughs> you You were like, he had, they were all saints, so, you know, good brand. This is what he tells me now. Whoa. Do you know Carrot? type trousers yeah I remember where they're them, like the low crotch 
these were like past his knees, like dragging <laughs> on the floor, like a really off-coloured grey, but dark grey. And then oh, I'm actually, what I'm relieved, shirt was it? I'm relieved that you're talking about that and not the, the, the kind of half shorts, the Aladdin pants. I thought <laughs> we'll that's what you're going to make. Oh, we're going to come on to those. Um, as a list. And what shirt, who, who was that football team? It was bright pink. Oh, I had the Juventus away kit with my name and squad number at the back. This is what you wore at work? Yeah, you weren't allowed a, to wear football it, shirts either, but it was a, obviously Adam is Adam. On, on Fridays, <laughs> they would do dress down day, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't a, like a customer facing thing. Right. But uh, yeah, they, they would say like, no football shirts, but I thought, yeah, fucking dress down day, right? You no, know I am. I'll turn up and I'm like, Adam. Yeah. Fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, a nice shirt. It was an expensive football shirt. That. It's, a, it's a really nice football shirt. Mike might know. But it's Juve's old awake at the pink. We'll put it on screen. We'll put it on screen. But yeah, I remember seeing him walking away from me, walking down somewhere. Um, And I turned to this guy who I work with and I was like, What guy? There was another guy? What guy? (laughs) And I remember saying, this is before like I'd even known that you were perving or whatever. Um, I was like, do you know what? If he didn't dress so garishly, (laughs) he might be all right. Um, And then... Rest is history. Next clip that you're going to see is uh, when we had Honor on from Dies in Every Films. Customs. Dies in Every Film Customs. Not Dies in Every Films, that would make no sense, would it? It's not plural. Um, <laughs> and he told us about being on, what, what do you call it, on patrol? It was, it was uh, deployed to the Belize jungle. Deployed in the jungle. He told us, it was one of the, the, the only uh, stories he told on, on that episode that I've committed to memory rather than erased from memory because a lot of it was pretty harrowing. But yeah, he told us about uh, insects that crawl up your dick and stuff. Came back from Afghan. Um, what did we do then? I think we did uh, uh, Belize jungle training, which was, that was real, like, that was real fun. Like living in jungle, learning to survive, you know, set traps, uh, all sorts of stuff there. That was really fun too because that was stuff what I wanted to do, you know, like we did attacks in the jungle. And it's weird because I've, I, I always say like, when we're in the jungle, like it's not like people think like the jungle's like woods like round here and the canopy is so like dense. You have like over 12 hours sleep a night. Like you'll, you'll set your hammock up and it's dark. Once it's dark, the night sights don't work. The night, night sights work off ambient light. Yeah. So they need stars, they need the moon. There's, there's fucking no ambient light. So there's no, you're not doing anything. So you're just in your, in your fucking, like in your sleeping bag and that's it. And like, I remember like you'd shine your torch out and all you'd see is, I think they're called wolf spiders. And you'd see the little beady eyes, like cat's eyes, just fucking loads of them everywhere. So I'm like fucking eye out moving out of this gun. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm not moving out of this at all. Like I'm staying, I, 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 I fucking hate spiders. Yeah, I couldn't, that's, that's one. <laughs> reason why i'd never want to go into the jungle because of the moisture of it of the place and the bugs that come out at night and then obviously like yeah. cats and stuff that live in the jungle i can't think what we were watching the other day as well and like um what this fucking um the the we were watching i was watching some little lad the other day and there was the the howler monkeys and i remember once like we, we were doing like because you have to learn to map read and stuff i mean fucking map reading in the jungle is pretty much impossible yeah. and we were doing like um sort of like map reading things and we got to a bit and all we could hit, we thought it was a fucking warthog and like, obviously we did training before that where like, you get, like if you, if, if you hear a warthog, you need to fucking, you need to keep the fuck away from it because they'll just, they'll just fucking murk you all off. Yeah. Like, the big strong things will just start running at you and smashing into you <laughs> and we thought we heard one and it was actually the howler monkeys doing the warthog noise and watching us. You know, like they're just, <laughs> just, it's a smart monkey. Yeah. The, the, apparently, like, when we came back, we were like, oh, we were thought it was... And they were saying, yeah, like, the howler monkeys will do stuff and they'll, they'll you know, like, they'll, 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 like, throw stuff at you to try and wind you up. They're, like, sort of intelligent and then they know what they're doing, you know, and they'll just laugh at you. That's Fucking incredible, weird. that, isn't it? 
That is amazing. Yeah, I can't think of many things more terrifying for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the indoorsy type. I killed a spider the other day, and it was about like it was about the size of the bottom of this glass, and I felt like like. I don't know. Some like kind Rambo. of hero after. Yeah, I feel like, like Rambo afterwards. You're like, kill me, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's Predator, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I can't give any Rambo stuff. I, I, can't, um, I, I can't think of many things worse than that, really. Did you see any like tarantulas and stuff while you were in well, there? Well, yeah, our, our platoon sergeant, he actually opened the top of his. Um, of his Bergen and there was a, there was a, it wasn't, it wasn't a big tarantula. It was sort of a baby one, but that was on top of it. Like in the top, it must've crawled in and sat in there. I like how oh you said baby God. one and then you went like that. Like <laughs> that ain't baby. There was it's, so, tiny, it's, but it's tiny though. It's like, perspective. Like there's obviously we do, before we went in there, you do stuff like teaching you about stuff. And one of the biggest sort of things, what I hated there was when you're pissing in the jungle, obviously there's no toilets. You're not allowed to do a solid stream of piss. You've got to break it because there's there's these. I can't think what they're called, but they swim up your piss and they'll they have like barbs and they'll fucking bury themselves in you, like in your dick. So like that was even even like now nowadays when I think about it, I'm pissing in the toilet, thinking what if there's one in the toilet? Like oh my fucking, god! So that you, was descriptive. <laughs> bury themselves in your dick. <laughs> have you not heard of Have you not heard of these? I I thought that was like a thing where like if you if you peeing in water, I didn't know that it could actually jump into like your stream of urine. Yeah, no, no, you're like it. that's the thing because obviously the jungle's moisture. You might be you, you might be weeing somewhere and there might be like a pool of water there. Yeah. So yeah. like anywhere they were just like, look, if you're pissing, just make sure you break the stream because like yeah, if, if you piss directly into water pretty much you are 100% but you don't want to be then have like a puddle what you don't see and then you're pissing in it and then you've got a barbed dick what? well <laughs> Mike can you google what this creature's called we need to know what that's called I can't called. think what it's called but what what other sort of creatures so we've got one creature in the jungle so you, your boss has found a, a tarantula in his burger yeah. you were obviously chances are that you get something that's going to swim up your stream of piss and dig itself into your penis how do you get that out <laughs> I, I don't know like I, I remember watching the thing like they show you all sorts of like pictures and that and I remember watching that and everyone as soon as they were talking about things just swimming up your piss it's just like nah nobody knows because <laughs> nobody everyone yeah, no sees that and they think right okay it's, this isn't happening I wonder if it's like a joke that they're just like they're just telling it could be I didn't always say that to people <laughs> no, but apparently I, people have heard of it so. I've, I've heard of that I've before def- of probably on like a Bear Grylls show or something but um what, so what other creatures were in the jungle then? well there was when we were doing the um we'd Obviously, we do a river crossing while we're there, and we were near a big lake, which has, I don't know if it's alligators or crocodiles, whichever one. There's obviously different ones. And I remember one night, obviously, we got we got to bed early, and all night you could hear, like, you could hear, like, and the next morning we get up, and everyone's bergens and stuff, because they're just underneath your, uh, your hammock, had moved. And it turns out it was the, like, the, the alligator or crocodile what lives in that thing, and it had just been walking underneath us. No way. <laughs> so we're basically like like hanging food just there. How how high off the floor, off the deck were you? Probably about as high as this table. Like it wasn't real high. Yeah, so like a, a crocodile or an alligator will definitely be able to just... Oh yeah, you could just have a little snacky snack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is a clip from Mr. Ben Pearson. Uh, we've obviously produced his videos for his YouTube channel and his podcast and whatnot. And he came on the show and told us all about his time on Channel 5 Police Interceptors. Yeah, it, so I never wanted to do it. I've always had massive issues with my confidence. Um, and when you look back, I, I was technically poorly when we, when we were doing it. So I think that's half the reason why my confidence was shaken. But Baby Ben did it, who was my partner at work. 
And every time we filmed traffic cops as well, I've been off it. I was like, no, because everyone recognised me for having a white streak. Yep. And every time I went somewhere into a pub, or like I don't know what it's like for you, but every time I went into a pub or a restaurant or whatever, I'd be like, a pig, or you'd have to sit with your back to wall so you could see exit entrances, and you were you never sat with your back to some people. Uh, there were certain places you just never go when you got in a taxi. So I always used to wear a cap every time I went out. Like, say you went with your mates and you got back into going to a taxi, I'd put my uh, up on, I put my cap on. So I just, oh yeah, so is this where you live, officer? I didn't yeah, want any yeah. of that because I had it over there. We've got a Domino's. And as soon as we opened up, Domino's I went, officer, oh, yeah. this is where you live. And I'm like, fuck. Can you imagine? Like, and I'm it's, like, it's, like, it's like fucking witness protection. Like now, so many people I think know where I live. I keep saying, Liz, I'm like, we've got to move. Yeah, like, yeah. All it takes is one of these psychos, yeah. one, of, one of these people to be a psycho. Yeah. And uh, in fact, well, we had the, the alarm went off like it, the other day, and I went uh, down with my dick swinging. <laughs> Lynn's was like, you know, get it, she, the, the alarm goes off. She's like, Adam, someone's downstairs. Like, nobody was there. But I was like, <laughs> jumped out of bed. And she, I, I went and started to go downstairs, and she's like, you're not gonna put some pants on? I'm like, they're gonna be more terrified if I go down and I'm fucking nude. Can you imagine what it looked like? Can you imagine what it looked like? Remember the original Crazy Frog when he had a little willy? <laughs> yeah. That's what you look like. <laughs> I blinked downstairs like a crazy frog. <laughs> But, uh, how do we get onto that? Um, yeah, oh, I, people I, know where you live. Yeah, I, I was yeah. about to say, like the whole public figure, public facing thing. Like I've said to you, like I, I don't, I wouldn't. I'd hate to be in your position. I'd hate to be in your position because you're recognised everywhere. But then for somebody to spot where you live, and yours is all right because you just uh, you just eat videos on eat videos on eat YouTube. Videos. Eat, yeah, you eat on YouTube. But being a police officer mm. and having potential criminals knowing where you yeah. live is like, <sighs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what I, 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 but when you come out, please rules and guidelines change because you don't worry about your job. You just worry about protection of your family. Yeah. Where when you're in the job, you worry about your job and being disciplined. Um, so yeah, so I went out with baby Benson's, a lad called James, who was um, really, really cool lad from like Cornwall, that sort of area. It was in a like, just, just right chilled. And he went, come out, mate. It's, it's going to be, It'd be good. You'd have to speak. So Ben says, get in the car. I'll do all the speaking. You just drive. So I did that. And then the first time you, you, it's like this, you've got cameras around you in the car. You've got your little ba uh, battery pack with mic on. Uh, passenger's got a camera on his shoulder. And then James in back says, every time you hear a bleep bleep, it basically, you've seen something spin round. I'll just go, so cameras are rolling yeah. live in the car. And it took me about five minutes to get used to that. And then they were just breaking ice. And it just happened from there. And then I went out and he says, you're quite funny on camera, but what I was doing, you know, I was masking who I was. And then, but people seem to like my sense of humor and like me being quirky. And it just ballooned. It went, it went, it was the highest viewed program on Channel 5. Um, Hi, the neighbors. Oh, Good mate, Lord. Yeah. It was Jason popular. And, Jason, is it Daphne or whatever? Jason and... Kylie? Kyle, that's it. Kyle. I, didn't, I didn't watch it back then. I watched it yeah. for a brief moment in time. You liar. I don't watch it now. You liar. <laughs> they're they're going to cancel it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. Go but on yeah, there, so I viewed on Channel 5, so, and it, it's shown literally worldwide. So it's it's on Bravo, Paramount Forces, TV. It's on Channel 5, Channel 5 Catch-Up. It's on iPlay or whatever, all yeah, these yeah. things. And it's shown on every single channel. You can go around the world. My, my family live in Spain. They watch it in Spain. On So it's everywhere. And you didn't realise. So then as soon as it started getting aired, everything that we're getting from before, from the shits, it was positive. So yeah. you go out and rather than people shout pig, people coming up and just shaking your hand. And these were major wow. criminals. You were sat in car, like doing speed checks, and also an RS4 had pulled behind you and a massive nominal, a nominal's basically a, a big, big shit boy. You know, get out of car and someone you dealt with for major organised crime, drug running millions of pounds or whatever. 
and they get out of car and say, oh, oh Ben, all right, I just want to shake your hand. Where before, they'd have probably oh, dragged his tip floor and kick your hand because they see you then as a person. They don't see the uniform. They see you then as the person. And it just went on and on. And all we're getting were people, can I have your autograph? Can I have your photo? Uh, can you come here and do a bit of a meet and greet? Can you do... And it was just sending me like to this place where I've never known because I'm, I'm, I'm a copper. Yeah. I just do my job, but people seem to like it. We had a, a supercar meet in Shipley um, for Leeds Supercars and we got told 3,000 people turned up, but 2,000 turned up to meet me and Steve Suggett. And there was, there were my friends in this row of people that were 10 deep having a queue. And But then my mates, I'm having a beer with you later yeah, on in yeah. pub. But they were queuing just to have a photo. About, You've got loads of photos of me. Just go on Facebook and have a look. And yeah. oh, no, but I want to meet you. And you are meet you. <laughs> and it's a bizarre concept. And it just went from there. And it skyrocketed. And it just never stopped. So you've heard you've you've heard and or seen um, the story of me shitting my pants. Now you can watch one about the time my dick stopped working. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us? About the time that your dick stopped working. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we doing that one? All right, okay. I'm going to title the podcast that as well. Yeah, I, th- I thought this, I, I, when you said that to me, I thought, ah, oh, that sounds like a bit of a contrived clickbait short. I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can if you want. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not shy. I, I, yeah, it's quite like, a statement. When you said it in the, in the studio, like before you left, and you were like, yeah, one time my, my dick's actually stopped working. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even understand how we, how we got onto that. We must have been talking about diet or something for me to, yeah, I think m- it, to mention it. Yeah, um, you're quite an open book though. To be fair, like when, yeah, I don't have anything. Really cameras out rolling. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, yeah, that, that did happen actually one time. I think we were talking about, it, it, I think we were talking about diet or something. But yeah, that, there's a, it, it's a lot of people know the story anyway. Because I probably mentioned it when we did the whole why is he not fat episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, years ago I did um, just this really long diet or fat loss phase, whatever you want to call it, uh, where I got like really, really lean. There's only like one picture. Of, I'm not really a gym selfie kind of guy, so there's only really one picture of me in this condition. Yeah. But you can see in the picture like how lean I am. And, and um, one thing I think people don't realize about being people. See, this, this is the thing like you see people on Instagram and whatnot, really lean and in shape and whatnot. And if you are really, really lean and you're natural, right? So you're not on any special curriculars then it's really it's really unhealthy you might look healthy on the on the surface so you might look like the uh uh what people deem to be healthy but you're really not and um yeah at the most extreme i think it was like about eight percent body fat maybe even lower i I can't remember but um yeah the the worst part of that um was it it fucks with your endocrine system right and like hormone production and all, all that kind of stuff and I was like, yeah, my, I couldn't get an erection. <laughs> Basically, that's the long and short of this story. Um, because, yeah, it was it, it affects your production testosterone. So, like, I would wake up and, you know, when you were, this is probably back when, before my channel, so this would have been seven years ago. Right. And so I would have been, what, uh, my late 20s. Um, and at that age, you're still in your kind of physical peak, aren't you, pretty much? So you would normally wait. I don't want to get too graphic, especially for the female listeners. But when you're a man, there's no. Fa- I'm looking at demographics, man. There's, there's no, no female fa- listeners. Yeah. No. Okay, that's a shame. But um, you, you usually wake up in the morning and you've you've got a bit of a pole on, you know, like you you, can, <laughs> you got a bit of morning glory, and that's like a natural thing, right? And I would, I remember like I, I had to go to the doctor for it actually in the end. Um, but yeah, I remember wake up in, and I would never like I just have a completely flaccid. This is a bit graphic, but a totally <laughs> flaccid member every morning. I thought this is a bit weird, and obviously it would come to. Um, wow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah, but, were you with, with this? Were you yeah, this, I was with Lindsay at this time. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, fortunately, because she was quite understanding about it all. But um, 
yeah, and I, I remember just thinking this is really odd, but knowing enough about enough about like the human body, I knew what, why it was, right? I thought, all oh, right, this is because I, I probably need to start eating some food and uh, eat a little bit more dietary fat and just get fatter, basically. Um, but I did go to the doctor just in case it was anything dodgy, and I remember him like saying to me, "Is a new partner?" I'm like, "No." Are there any issues there? Like, and he really quizzed me about like, do you still find each other attractive? I'm like, I fucking hope so. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in, in it, it was just a question of you know. I, did I, you did you panic though? Like that must have been like so. Nah, I didn't really. Did you try and get an erection? What the fuck do you mean? I try and get a right. <laughs> like so, you wake up like obviously that was like an involuntary action of waking up. But like, did you think this isn't working? Maybe I'll uh, yeah, maybe because- I'll get on the site. Yeah, well, that's sponsored by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could get a sponsor for those weird. Te- nah, testosterone boosters don't work if you if you if you wondered. I was thinking about the blue sites. That's all. Oh, it's blue Zeus and stuff. Those no, pills. No sites. Like oh right, prawn, uh, prawn hub and. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, like, I I'd had some difficulty. I think with with, with lenses. Uh, okay, oh, right, okay, this, right. this is like th- probably three years into our relationship. So so we're not smashing like Catholic bunny rabbits. You know, like <laughs> you, you know what I mean. We're, we're, at this point, we kind of cooled off a little bit, but yeah, I still had like issues, and I just thought it was kind of like a, one of those things. But I remember the the thought that went through my mind was like, I knew I had no energy anyway at this point because I was so so lean and eating so little for such a long period of time, and I'll train all the time. So, um, I I remember thinking like it's it's has to be because of the condition I'm in, really. More than anything and you, else. what were the reason for you getting in that condition? Like, what's the? Just wanted to. You wanted to see how lean you could get. Yeah, like I've I've, I've talked about this before, but like I've, I've always been like goal oriented, and the, especially this time in my life, the gym was like that was my my happy place. I no. spent like two hours, sometimes more, a day training, six days a week and stuff, and it was Church like of iron. What was it? Wasn't like for a, I think people think it's vanity when, you, especially when it comes to like losing body fat and stuff. And it wasn't really. It was just like, how far can you go? You know. And I remember at that point, I was like, I look in the mirror and like objectively think, this looks gnarly as fuck. You know, because especially as well when when you diet and again you, you're not on any kind of uh, anabolic steroids or anything like that. You uh, you don't look like you lift without your shirt on. You you're just like a skinny dude. But like if you take your shirt off and you're like, oh man, you can see like veins. You can, if you can see veins in your legs and your butt. It's not, it's, it's not a condition of being, it's horrible. It's right? too much, too low of a body fat. But I'm, I'm glad I did it just because of the, the willpower and determination it takes to do it. But that was kind of the, the point. If you ask Lynn's, she, uh, as well, she hated me in that condition. She, yeah, yeah. she really didn't like it. And she was like, I think you've done enough now. And that's how the whole food challenge thing started actually. Cause she was like, oh, I've seen this thing. And I still loved food at that time. But um, yeah, I kept, it slowly kind of came out of that. And luckily, you know. Started my my winky again. started working again after <laughs> not too long. But uh, yeah, I remember that. Next clip is uh, where Mr. Mike Winnett tells us about his time he met Gary Vee. And uh, this one in particular gave us a lot of a lot of heat in the comments. People don't like us talking bad about Mr. Gary Vee. But I'm pretty sure Mike's yet to get that Netflix deal. So then I went to this Gary Vee's event to take some pictures as if I'd been talking at this event. It was like the whole concept. But then because I was sat there and I saw this happen... I never knew when Gary B was going to be on. So I had to sit through two days of people selling their bullshit. So I w- went there and my idea was I was just going to be my life as a entrepreneur. So it's like getting the best selling book and like doing all these things that they do to almost expose the process that they follow. Um, and all I went to that event for was I was going to ask Gary if he'd give me a forward for his book, from a book. And it was going to be my life as a entrepreneur. So I had the word. I just hadn't assigned it to that type of thing yet. Yeah, so my whole plan was um, ask Gary V for a forward for my book. And I thought he would say, I don't fucking know you. And that was going to be the forward from a book. It was like, forward from <laughs> Gary V. And it was just going to be, 
I don't even know who you fucking are. And that was going to be it. It was a, a joke and it, it was a two grand joke because I had to pay 800 quid to get, so ask Gary a question. I had to pay 800 quid to sit at the front and then ask a question. And then I had to pay for hotels. I had Ian in the cheap seats, like filming and stuff like that. So we had this all planned and it was all for this one moment. And that's when we came up with the contribution form and we thought, oh, we're going to make this anyway. But on the Gary V thing, and I've got a video about uh, meeting Gary V. Um, I'm queuing to ask him a question and uh, a girl two in front of me or three in front of me, you can see it on the video that on, on my YouTube video. She then asked Gary V my fucking question. Hey, Gary, I've just wrote a book. Can I get a forward from my book? And I thought, what the fuck? Like I've waited two days for this, spent two grand for this one moment. And she stole my fucking thunder. <laughs> so I thought, shit, what am I going to do? And I'm like, shit myself. I'm like looking up at Ian. Like, what, what the hell am I going to do here? Like the whole big Gary V moment where he's going to go, fuck off. No, he said the same thing to her. Like, I don't even know. You're going to romance the girl. Yeah. So, what, what, so what happened then when you stepped on stage with Gary? Then? I just thought, shit, man, I've got nothing to say to him. I've got five seconds with him. I'm going to shoot my shot. And at that moment, I just said, Gary, proper mad one. Um, I sold... My did business. you say, sorry, did you say it that way? You say proper mad one? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, an American Gary, guy. like, proper mad one. I said, like, I sold my business two years ago for 8 million. He was like, yeah. So what are you doing here? Legit said that. Like, literally, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here, right? He goes, really? I go, yeah. And I said, and I've never felt so down, empty and depressed at any point in my life. Like, this is like the worst I've felt. And he goes, that's because you've lost your purpose, man. Um, and then the guy's gone, because you're not allowed to like your photo with him. And the guy's gone, like, come away. And Gary, uh, Gary goes... Um, I want to know more about your business. He goes, so DM me on Instagram. And I was like, you sure? I said, like, if I sent, I said, I could send it to you and you won't, you'll ignore me. And he's like, no, no, just like send me a DM and I'll get, I'll get back to you. I was like, sound. So I walked off the stage and then I just said to Ian, I just said, DM him at that time. So I sent him a, a DM on Instagram. If you can ignore it. <laughs> I sent him a, sent him a DM again, like two weeks later. And then what I couldn't get through to him. So then what I did was I went on to LinkedIn and it's a little tip for you if you're in sales. I went and found everybody that worked around Gary in the organization, added them all on LinkedIn, sent them all a message saying blah, 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 blah. And then one morning, so I'd not had anything off him for like maybe four or five weeks. I couldn't sleep. And like four in the morning, I was just on, on the toilet going for shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I text, uh, I just went online and I found Gary V's email. And it's like Gary at Gary Vaynermedia, uh, whatever it was. And I just messaged him saying like, ah, oh, I'm that guy that you met in Success Result. You probably don't remember. He sold my business for 8 million, proper depressed. He says, get in touch with you. And I'm not joking. I have to wash my hands, push the <laughs> toilet. Um, email reply. Copied in two of the people that I, I followed on LinkedIn that said, I like this guy. Get him over to the, get him over to New York. What was it like meeting him then? You know, like mad setup. I mean, he's clever. Walked into a big building. It's like almost like, this is bearing in mind, you can see the Empire State Building from his office window. So it's, um, I don't know how many floors up it is, but L'Oreal's in the same building. There's only two businesses in there. And we turn up and there's like just, a, 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 what you call it, escalator at the far end, like a little reception there. But it's like, there should be more stuff in it. This is like a, a wasted space. The amount of Christmas cost, <laughs> I'm there thinking like, fucking hell, what a waste of money here. Walked in, I said, um, I said, are you here to see Gary V? I was like, yeah, how do you know? They went, because you've got a camera, you've got a camera crew with it. So we had like a couple of lads filming and they go, anyone that walks in with the camera is going to see Vayner. So uh, they said like uh, 26th floor, went in from 26th floor, turned up there. And wait, it's, wait, wait, there were only two businesses in the whole building. Because L'Oreal's there. 
So what, they took up 25 floors? Mad. A fucking hair company. I don't know. There's some, some racket going on there. Somebody needs to investigate yeah. those rooms. Anyway, sorry, Mike. <laughs> so, so I've gone up. So I've gone up. I was sat in the sort of reception. It's quite big or whatever. And there's like four or five people waiting around. Giddy as fuck. So glad that they're there. It's like, oh, what are you here for? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, we've um, paid to have a... They're called, the, they're called 4D. Yeah. I, I don't, know what, it, I don't yeah. know what it is like, but it's called the 4D. And um, basically you pay 15 grand to have a 10 minute meeting with Gary Vee. It's mad. And he has all the offices set up and then you pitch or you talk to him about whatever you want to talk about. You pay 15 grand to be there. You get 10 minutes of his time. He records it. He tries to give a sound bite of sort of nonsensical business advice. You know, just post more shit. That's yeah. it. Boom. And then that's, his, that's <laughs> him done. And then he cracks on. But this is where he's smart. If you pitch a fucking brilliant idea to, idea to him, he goes, brilliant idea. Why don't we help you? I want to get involved. And then he either invests in that business or he goes, well, I'll give you 15 grand or 20 grand and I'll take 10% and we'll take over your social media. So he's kind of getting in there. And this is why you can't knock the guy for how smart he is. You've paid to pitch your fucking idea to me. If it's a good idea, I'm going to buy in, support you and you can go and run. And he's kind of got the next generations of entrepreneurs, yeah. 18, 19, 20 year olds, early doors. So he was in the room when, uh, was it Uber was made and stuff like that? So he's getting all these ideas like put to him. If your business is shit, he goes, great idea. I wish you all the luck with that. And then they get the pictures with Gary V and they get the social media bit, which is the only thing they were turning up for anyway. Yeah. So they're happy regardless. And that's what he does. So I was like, 15 grand to pitch your business idea to someone and them to go, sound, I'm now going to take a percentage of your company and help you. Like fair play to the guy. He's, he's basically, and that's why he's on TikTok and he's on all these sort of social media platforms. He's realized while his peers want to be like, oh, I want to be like Richard Branson and I want to be like these people. That's the generation. They're dead now in business. Yeah. Like no one wants to be these people anymore. The next generation of entrepreneurs, the 15, 16, 17 year olds have grown up on Gary Vee. So he is the Richard Branson. So like my generation, Richard Branson's that guy. Yep. To, to this generation of business people, Gary Vee's that guy because he has been the person that they go to or seen or listen to and sound bites from. Anyway, so they've all gone in. I've gone in and there's two ways we could have shot this video. We could either put out the anti-Gary Vee version or the pro-Gary Vee version. He was not interested, but he didn't really know why we were there at this point because to him, we're just one of 10 meetings he's done. Who's this? Oh, it's the, the you know... They won the 4D is what they called it. Like, what are you here for? I said, oh, remember we met at this thing. I went to this event. The video is on YouTube if you want to watch it, but explain to him what we do. He's not interested, really. He's just like, yeah, yeah. And then his soundbite was, that's because you're an entrepreneur. You're, uh, you love the chaos of startups. You're a thoroughbred. All that bullshit. I'm like looking at him. He's like, yeah, because we are. That's what we are. And... The mad thing about it was uh, Ian said something in that meeting and then after Gary Vee left, he actually tweeted that out as his line. So that was the first time we ever had like an idea of ours fucking stole by Gary Vee. Anyway, and then when I said, I've been recording something called the Contrepreneur Formula, it's where I go around to people's speaking events and expose the unethical marketing and sales tactics that they use. And he was like, I said, and it, I actually went to one of your events to film and then he was just like, but you watch his body language, body language, uh, and Oh, and 
uh, what were the what were the audience like when I spoke? Did they, they don't think I'm one of those guys, do they? And he was proper on edge because he's probably now thinking, are you filming this now? If you stitch me up, you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's what the fucking twenty seventh floor is for, so we can throw you down yeah. when shit like that yeah, happens yeah. straight down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> right, and this is why I don't really like the guy. So anyway, long story short, he says. I want to put you in front of a big audience. This is a brilliant idea, brilliant concept. Um, I can help you get into Netflix. I've got a contact there. Like, I'm going to help you. So I was like, yes, yeah, sound. Anyway, he then he goes, but Netflix wants an enemy. So there needs to be, it needs to be about someone. And I was like, no, I want to teach people the formula and the actual what to look out for rather than one scapegoat. Because if I said... Ty Lopez is the contributor. Let's say it's him, right? And then any course that isn't sold by Ty Lopez using exactly the same techniques. No, you'd think, oh, but it's not Ty Lopez. Yeah. So these must be legit. I'd rather teach, you know, teach a man how to fish. He lives for a lifetime. Give a man a fish. You know, he eats for a day. You know, that it was that sort of concept. So I was like, no, I just want to teach people how it works so they can apply it to anybody. So they don't have to go, is this guy one? It's just go, does it follow this formula? He probably is. Like, that's it. Leave, give them the education, let them make their own mind up. He was like, no, no, it needs to be about someone. Who's the worst person you've seen? And I said, well, I didn't name them in the video. I'm not going to name them here, like on camera. So he goes, cut the cameras. So we cut the cameras, stopped filming. And Gary said, who was the worst person? And I told him and he was absolutely bouncing off the walls. He was like, yes, he's one of the worst. He gives our industry a bad name. Um, it needs to be about him. Like it needs to be about him. Like, And he, he was all for it then, right? Anyway. This is why I don't respect Gary Vee. Number one, he never introduced us to Netflix. But number two, about three months after our meeting, the person who he said, who I told him was the worst person, and he agreed with and said he was the worst in the industry, give the industry a bad name, he, he couldn't stand the guy. There was a picture of them two together in his office and they were doing some joint content and they were doing something together. The next clip is from uh, the, uh, one of my favorite episodes, actually, Danny Mitchell. Um, it's not the one where he tells us he, he, when he uh, cut weight, his piss looked like treacle. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the imagery behind that one. But uh, this is when he got dojo stormed, which apparently is when he comes into your dojo and lays down the gauntlet. Yeah, so dojo storming is basically when somebody busts into your gym and just challenges the, the coach or whatever. So the, 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 the <laughs> and, uh, like yeah. the karate kid. Yeah. Like Cobra Kai rock up when they're like, look, I want to fight. My best guy's going to fight your best guy, but they do it themselves. Yeah. That's happened to you then? Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not in like a... They didn't come in like and announce themselves like, I'm here to take over the gym or whatever. But yeah, I've had people come in and challenge me. And yeah, it's uh, I've, it's another podcast in itself that just talking about <laughs> stories, people come in. But yeah, I, I had a guy... The, the most recent one, I had a guy... When, when I was away somewhere, a guy came in and he was... Uh, I, I was I might have been in Thailand and a guy had come into the gym and asked about... Uh, who's teaching grappling, you know, and they said, oh, Danny's the head coach or whatever, but he's not here. And they were like, oh, well, I'm going to come in, I'm going to test him and, you know. And I was like, <laughs> That's just uh, really weird, Yeah, isn't it? yeah, and I was like, fucking hell. So I, I was teaching class and then I were halfway through teaching a class and this, I seen this random guy come in, he started like stretching off on the side of the mat and I knew straight away, I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy, and I, yeah, I just fucking, I said, I just told everyone, I said, grab a partner, start grappling, everyone started grappling and, the guy didn't want to fight me. He just wanted to grapple. So I, I think what he thought in his head is that he could come grapple me, maybe beat me, and then he'd be able to like take the class. He'd be able to say I'm the coach or something. That, that's that's sort of what I got from the the there weren't many words exchanged. And then yeah, I just 
jumped on his back and just strangled him. And <laughs> did, he, did he tap or did you fully like choke he, him? He, he tapped, but I put him to sleep <laughs> because I thought you're you're a fucking twat. You know what I mean? You yeah, come, I would, you, yeah. come, you come in here and uh, yeah, so I, I I didn't I didn't I just he tapped and I he went out and then I let him wake back up and I said, "Do you want to go again?" And he said, "Yeah." So I just did it again. I did exactly the same thing again. I took his back, but instead of sinking it under his neck and actually choking him clean. I just put it across his face and I just tried to snap his neck and there were a few pops. He tapped, you know, quite a lot on the mat and then I let it go and then he left and that were it, really. So but you see it all you know, he's like these YouTube bullied like clips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you see yeah. it all the time. So I, I, yeah, I mean I can't he probably won't do it again. Yeah. Or maybe he will, I don't know. There's been a few over the years I've had people come in and just like yeah. I was gonna say that. I like this we're probably gonna have to do a part two with Daddy because he's oh, got so sure, many man. stories that yeah, are like so amazing. That, yeah. But I, I'm gonna say pre COVID, so a couple of years ago we were in the gym i can't remember what happened but do you remember there were a guy that called you out and you said like publicly like and you've got a big following across facebook and across instagram you were like i'll i'll pay you 500 for the winner no it was, it was ten, I, no i remember because this came up on my on my memories recently so it was it was 10 grand yeah so so th this basically i'd booked this guy to fight yeah this guy was fight he was fighting amateur rules, right? And he was getting paid, which doesn't happen, yeah. So he he's there, he's like a journeyman, he's there just to basically make the numbers up. I was missing a fight, he was gonna turn up, I was gonna pay him, he was gonna jump in with someone who's, you know, more experienced than him, but you know, he's gonna get stuck in and get hundred quid out of it, or whatever. So he's turned up, he's way heavier than the other guy. He's seen the other guy and thought, I don't fancy this. So he's like, Oh, we're not the same weight, so and he's bailed. And I'm like, yeah, you're not the same weight. You're heavier than the guy. That, that's your advantage. <laughs> you know, I'm giving, you've got the advantage of weight. He's, he's, you know, he's better than you. He's probably going to win. I'm, that's why I'm paying you to be here. You know your role. Anyway, he kicked off and he said he was going to report me to this MMA association, which doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'm like, and, and, and so there's this back and forth. And I was just taking the piss. I'm like, yeah, you report me to that association, mate. Yeah, well done. And it got to the stage where he actually... And I'm screenshotting this and just pointing on Facebook. Everyone's laughing. And then it got to the stage where he started commenting on it and he's like, you're a fucking dick. I'm going to fight you. And I'm like, hold on a minute, right? So you've turned up to me, Jim. I've got you a fight with this amateur who's had a couple of fights who, you know, you've decided you don't want to fight him, so you're going to bail. Now you you think you're going to fight me. Do you know what I mean? I've had all these fights. So, so you, you don't want to fight this other guy for whatever reason because you think he's going to beat you. And now, and now you want to fight me. I'm like... And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll knock you down a few pegs or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. Come to the gym on Friday and we'll fight. And he's like, oh, no, what, what we'll do is we'll do it on like a show or something. And I'm like, nah, 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 you don't get to prepare. I'm like, if you want to fight, you come down on Friday and uh, at seven o'clock and we'll fight. We'll have a fight. And I said, I tell you what, if you can last, if you can survive more than three minutes, I'll give you £10,000. <laughs> and, like, yeah, and everyone's going crazy like what the fuck you know so then I turned up to the gym on Friday the gym's just full of fucking like people like you've never seen like, as many e people e at the gym everyone's just there and I, I just had 10 grand I got 10 grand out in cash and I'm just like there's your 10 grand I put I did a live video there's your 10 grand you know time's ticking get here all you gotta do is survive you don't have to beat me if you can just survive more than 3 minutes once that clock hits 3 minutes 10 grand's yours I, I wouldn't have let him get out of a minute I would have fucking put him to sleep 
but you are it, mad. He just mad. <laughs> absolutely mad. How did you feel when Danny was staring at your eyes? Tell you that a story? bit scared. Yeah, but he just, <laughs> a pool of something on the floor. I don't know but, what he it just, is. but he just never he never turned up, and then no. he just disappeared, and no one ever heard from him again. But um, I had nothing to do with that, by the way. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> <just> <laughs> sleeping with the fishes. This is hands down the best <laughs> achievement of the podcast to date. Like, forget the subscribers, the views, the listens, the fact that you guys have changed Adam's Wikipedia for life. Let's keep this rolling. The time that we uh, manipulated Wikipedia. There's an edit button. Should we just start adding stuff to it? Surely that can't be, is that legal? I, I think, yeah, I, the way I, as far as I know, the way Wikipedia works is there must be some kind of overarching... Um, Body. But somebody that monitors it, right? Because you're, you always get those gags, don't you, when people edit um, famous people's pages for, for like a split second screenshot and then somebody changes it yeah, back yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that extends to people or as George, meaningless as me. this is your task, mate, right? Can you add on there places better known as Beard Meets Food, a professional competitive eater and YouTuber that stands at five foot three <laughs> I inches tall? I know you can say that. <laughs> Put it in there, yeah. See if anyone changes back. So the, this comment, uh, this is by far one of the best comments. So the fat runner has commented saying, his Wikipedia is now hilarious. So, quote, a big fan of the game show Family Fortunes, he shouts Les Dennis before commencing any in challenge. Now, this is prime example of why the internet is undefeated. Like what we've managed to do in this little podcast <laughs> to cause your Wikipedia page to be absolute carnage. Is, is the guy that left the comment the guy that made the amendment on Wikipedia? We need to find out who that is because that's the funniest thing I've seen, I think, all year. <laughs> no, but I think it's constantly changing. So, like, oh, is it? George and I have probably been checking it every few days and it does change every single time and i'm wondering if they're going to cotton on at some point to be like you can't do this but it's still there the family fortunes thing's still there um you, you know the scary the amount of, so i put that i screenshotted that right because it was it made me laugh for about five <laughs> minutes non-stop so i i, I screenshot it tweeted it and i put it on my instagram story and the the number of people who who replied saying wait a second is this true is is terrifying like, you know, like uh, some people like, who's Les Dennis? I get that. That's, that's, I don't expect everyone to know who Les Dennis is. Far from it. <laughs> but like the people are like, why do you shout Les Dennis? <laughs> like, I don't shout Les Dennis. The joke is that it's not Les Dennis. <laughs> who's Dennis? sounds a bit like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that in the, in, in the next video I film. Um, I'm going to shout. I'm just going to say Les Dennis. Please. I ball the camera and just say, Les Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for a long time, it was like, stands at four foot three inches like it's just keep constantly getting changed so next clip is uh, of when beard called out mr paddy the baddie who's yet to still come on this show because uh, he scared me fucking armbar on him into next week he's got that's a move right you probably can't armbar something you've got week, ridiculous confidence within your like combat ability <laughs> which just, is just unjustified <laughs> it's entirely unjustified but i feel like with paddy i just tell him a riddle confuse him and then when he's when he's like oh i don't really know i'll be like <clears throat> It felt, I didn't, I've I, I, I got to be careful how I phrase this because I know Paddy's a, he, he probably doesn't listen to the podcast. He's a fan of yours. He's a, I know he, he's a fan and he, he, talk, he seems to talk about me all the time. In he's scenario, Gary, Gary. Yeah, in scenarios where nobody's going to know. I, like he'll be on, a, it could be on Jonathan Ross and he'd probably say like, oh yeah, watch this guy called Baby. So everyone's going to be like, who? But um, yeah, he seems like a, a decent lad. He had a very powerful message to to uh, to extend at the end of the fight, if you remember watching. Um, but uh 
Yeah, I don't know, but a little bit of me, I don't know, maybe it's just like bloodlust. Just wanted to see him get <laughs> penciled, you know? Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. But uh, as soon as the other bloke came out, dude looked like a pound stretcher, Pete Wentz. I thought <laughs> he's not gonna, he's not gonna tangle up our man Paddy. Um, but yeah, I, I did see. Yeah, he didn't do bad. The other, the other dude that Paddy fought though, because he's like, he, he seems a pretty accomplished grappler and wrestler, and he did wrestling for a full round. I think Paddy lost the first round, didn't he? Yeah, the, that, that's where it, I said this before. That, that's where it, I want to I want to appreciate it more, but it loses me a bit when they go to ground. Yeah, because, just only because I don't understand. Sometimes, sometimes you know who's like in control, right? And who's won the ground bit. Yeah. But other times, I'm like, I don't see what he's trying to do. I know that the, the commentators be like, oh, he's going, he's in full guard. He's going to try and get him in this and that. And I'm like, I don't really get it. But because you said you you know all about BJJ, right? Your fucking purple, super purple belt, or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, you said that like the finishing move that you used was like, I think the terminology you used was sick. Which it was is what very, very days. technically Cause sound. Because he, he, he trapped his arm and he choked him out. It wasn't like just a choke. It wasn't just a standard rear naked choke, no. was it? No, no. So he, he managed to put a body triangle on him uh, whilst trapping one arm, which left him one arm. The, the guy that was getting choked had one arm to defend two, two of Paddy's arms. So at that point, it was just like, it's over. Like Maritime. Yeah, we knew that. It was it, that was that was all she wrote. But technically, that was like amazing, you know. So yeah. I, I really enjoy that. And I, I just had that conversation in the gym this morning with somebody. Like uh, we, were, we were chatting about the the. Uh, did, that, did I tell you by the way? I was in I'm the gym this morning after uh, <laughs> after blowing my leg to pieces uh, a few months ago. I'm, I'm back in action. Um, but the guy were like, "Oh yeah, I really enjoy watching uh, MMA in the UFC." But he had no idea about grappling. I'm like, it must be really uh, difficult to watch. To not know if you don't know about grappling, you, you're losing like a majority of of yeah the thing. Like you know, yeah, how can you watch it and not know what's? I think it's like Danny. I think Danny said it right when he came on. It's like if you like uh, UFC but not the grappling, then you just like kickboxing. Yeah, really. Yeah, and I kind of get that, but it's it's it is hard to understand. I guess if you've never done it, because like you can you can see if somebody's winning in like a boxing match or a kickboxing match if you know nothing about how to punch somebody. Yeah, but like when they're on the ground. I can usually tell he was winning, but like a lot of the techniques, like like I the, the way that he won, I was just like he won. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look at it and think technically that's really good because I don't know any better. Right? Did it not spur on a little bit of uh, uh, grappling in your household? Yeah, you sent us DMs in the group chat, man. Like, he sent us photos of Mrs. Beard choking yeah. out. I'm like, this so, is getting weird. Like it's late on, <laughs> a couple of wines. I'm thinking, what the fuck are they doing now? It's not the first time either. Because like, whenever I think about UFC, I think. You know, and I see him get because co- commonly, if they if they're submitted, a lot of the ones I've seen, it's uh, it's a ch- like a choke, right, or a rear naked choke. Um, that's a technical term, right? Yeah, got that right. Yeah. Um, and I think like, why do they tap? I, I don't, not not why do they tap, right? I get why they tap, but like, if you've been choked out, you're gonna lose consciousness, right? It's not pure pain in the sense that like an arm bar, you're gonna break your arm or something. Yeah. I get why they're tapping because you're protecting yourself. So I kinda of think like, wouldn't you just go to the death and think fuck I was pass out? Yeah, there's a lot um, of people that have done that. So, but that got me thinking. I was like, Linz, get me in a choke hold, right? And see if you can actually if I can resist the choke to the point that like I I'll just you can just choke me. Right? Which was a bad because I used my throat to like make a living. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> but um, anyway, but I was I wasn't trying to resist in any way. I just get me in a choke see if you can choke me out and sure enough I, I, she choked me out right pretty pretty quickly <laughs> so I was like oh, and, and like so I, I, t- I actually tapped can you, say, um, can you put upload the picture of like, I did send you a picture mid mid, uh, mid choke what was really funny because I commented back saying can I please coach this because Lindsay had her her elbow was slightly off to the side I like it I put 
get your elbow under his chin, grab your own bicep with, with that, that hand and then hide your hand behind his head. And then the next message back was, this is Lindsay, Adam's unconscious. <laughs> it was actually her as well. I wasn't unconscious, but she did. She said, let me text, uh, message him back. Then we had the second round and I said, right, let's do it again. But see if I, you get me a choke, see if I can actually get out of it. But if I try to get out, and obviously I could because she's weak, but, um, you know, she like I get I get why he would because nobody wants to be unconscious, do they? I guess <laughs> that's why they tap. Um, but yeah, no, I did I did I watched the UFC and uh, uh, I I, uh, I enjoyed some elements of it. Yeah. What about Molly? Big Molly Meatball McCann. She yeah, uh, she almost finished it again with another spinning elbow to the. It's like Street Fighter, right? She's pulling out special moves, yeah. like signature moves and whatnot. Yeah, I did I did watch it and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I thought when I saw him come in, don't judge a book by its cover, I guess, because the other woman looked. She looked in immaculate shape. Yeah. She looked like a fighter, man. Um, not that the Molly doesn't look. I'm just saying, like she, she looked more physically. She was jacked, wasn't she? She yeah. like she had more muscle density than George. It looks like she a had more thick. muscle density than all of us. I think she was really. <laughs> she looked really, really jacked. But um, yeah, I think she would just. Uh, don't know. I think there's just a certain ferocity, isn't there, about Molly? That's just she just. She kind of gets that. She's that pretty scary. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean. She, she looks very scary. She's intense. Yeah. I mean, I'm always like uh, sledging Paddy a little bit, aren't I? Because he won't come on the podcast and he keeps ducking these videos, that we, uh, like eating videos and whatnot. Well, he ain't going to come on now after I'm... you said you wanted to see him get painful. <laughs> He's got sense of humor. I'm only joking. But I wouldn't be sledging Molly. I think if I, think, like, if I said anything bad, she'd remember. Then if she ever saw me in public, she'd just fucking like clothesline me or whatever. So the last clip of this episode is when I unfortunately lost Breaking Beard and... What's happening with the scorpion, man? I'm, I'm actually just checking right now as you talk. I thought you were still mess- messaging your nan about a sex life. It's <laughs> <laughs> on so my grant the weekend, actually. Oh, yeah? No sex stories, fortunately. <laughs> um, it's, it's on it's on en route, en route. It's, uh, I haven't checked the tracking, but it, it shouldn't be too much longer. Don't you worry. So Josh is one question away from... If he gets the wrong answer, he will have to eat the habanero pepper or the scorpion. It's his choice. But let's see if he gets this one right. Uh, So first question for Adam is, which planet is the hottest in our solar system? Venus, Saturn or Jupiter? I would say balanced probability. It's got to be Venus. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Close to the sun, isn't it? Unless there was some kind of mad like nuclear reaction going on on Jupiter, close to the Z. Of course, uh, I, I forgot. I'm, I'm supposed to pretend like I'm dumber than I actually am on this uh, podcast. <laughs> okay, so question for Josh: When Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, how many championships did he win? Five, six, or seven? That is really hard. I don't know anything about basketball, but that's a tough question. If you've seen The Last Dance. I have seen The Last Dance, but like... <laughs> it's on your favourite films list. <laughs> on my favourite films list. I can't remember. Like, I want to say five. Um, I'm not that one I influenced your answer, right? But I see you've got a highball, haven't you? Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player. If you're uncertain... And look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying... If, I know what I would guess, but... <sighs> I can't remember how many he did on the. Fi- I've watched the film as well, and I just can't. The sad thing is, we don't actually have the scorpion here, or the, I'd make it. You, you've got a free for a spite. If you do get it wrong, you don't immediately have to eat the scorpion or the pepper, whichever you're choosing. I can't wait to see this. I tell you. 
<laughs> I, I hope it goes with the pepper, personally. But like equally, I don't I'll, imagine. I want the scorpion. You want the scorpion? Fuck. Pat, my, my gut's saying six. I don't know why I'm saying I'm thinking six though. You know what they say about your gut? Trust it. I don't want to trust my girl. <laughs> this is fucking awful. People are like, just answer the question. You don't have to eat a scorpion. Um, I'm going to say... Five. Final answer. Final answer. Six. Final answer. Definitely. I don't know. I'm fucking Six. panicking. Final answer. <laughs> this is awful. You try to read George, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 George, blink one's for six. I'm watching, correct, I'm watching you, George. So you're going for six. Locked it in. Five. Final answer. <laughs> yeah, final answer. <laughs> it's six, <laughs> mate. <Yeah. laughs> I could tell. <laughs> you know, I could tell George was trying to help you there. I'm staring at George like, don't you fucking dare give me clues. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna mull it over? Keep the people guessing what you can actually choose between the. Because I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch either. I'm I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the thing. So make sure you're not fucking around and buying like a gummy scorpion or something. You mull it over, mull it over. You lost way quicker no, than I, I thought you would. I, yeah, I've, well, I lost dramatically. Like. She might really, really upset by it as well. Never heard you I shout that loud. Fucking good. You peaked the mic levels there. I think that's trashed. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? What? I can't. I cannot eat a fucking pepper. So I'm gonna have to eat a scorpion. You're gonna do with the scorpion. I'll, I'll get start researching, George. We'll see what we get. Not, none of those little tiny little things. We're talking a fucking a big. Well, I don't mean like a fully grown motherfucker. <laughs> like I don't want it to be like tiny, tiny, tiny. It's got to be like that. Not the kind you get in lollipops. We're talking what? like a, we're talking like those that come. I know where you get them in the can. And they come and they're wet and they're not fucking dried up and shit. That's the that's the can you get. I hope you enjoyed that episode. A little uh, sneak peek of what we've actually been up to for the last year. Uh, plenty more episodes to come. Plenty more guests to come. That's why we've got an empty seat there. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.